Welcome to Shape by Faith with your host, Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is Barbara Sundstrom. She is a writer and producer for the feature film, Kentucky Infidel, which is currently in development and pre-production, and Barbara is going to talk about that later um, in the show. I wanted you to hear about Barbara and her background. Uh, She studied screenwriting, how exciting, in UCLA's online professional writing program. Her screenplays won recognition at the Austin Film Festival, World Fest Houston Film Festival, Screencraft Screenplay Competition, and Expo 5 Screenwriting Competition. That's a lot of competitions, Barbara. (laughs) Her her screenplay, Kentucky Infidel, was a semifinalist for the, do you say Kairos Prize there? Yes, Kairos. Kairos Prize. Prize, Yes, Kairos Prize from the John Templeton Foundation in Los Angeles. Um, Barbara was a founder and former executive director, and we're going to hear about this too, Crosswind Productions, a nonprofit organization dedicated to mentoring teen, which is so cool, filmmakers while producing dramatic movies that address tough teen issues. That is incredible. As a writer, director, producer, her, her movies have won numerous awards, including the Adam Award from Sabbath International Film Festival in, wow, Milan, Italy, right? Nine Remy, yes. Remy, Remy Awards from World Fest Houston International Film Festival, three Crown Awards from the International Christian Visual Media Association, Best Short Film at the International Youth Film Festival in Wales, UK, and two Telly Awards. Wow, Barbara, that is a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow, look what God has done with you. Yes. Um, it, it's incredible. I, I want you to tell our listeners, and I want to hear your background um, before your writing career began. I know you and I met. Um, it was recently we met at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville, Tennessee, and you and I were both waiting to go in there and pitch. Um, <laughs> yes. You were pitching um, Kentucky Infidel, and I was pitching my show, Shape by Faith. So that's where we met, and I felt very connected to you then. And I'm so glad that God did place us together there, because who knows? Who knows what he has in store, right? Yes. I, I did also feel it was just a divine connection. It was just a, a very special moment, I felt like that. Yes. When we were together. Yes, it was. All right. So before you began your writing career, what were you doing? What were you up to? Well, uh, originally, I actually taught uh, teenagers. I was a school teacher uh, many years ago and uh, then really felt the call to at that moment uh, to Christian uh, Christian theater. And uh, here in, in the where I live in the Houston area, there is a Christian theater called AD Players. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a an actress and a playwright and their director of promotion uh, for them uh, there. And so a couple of my uh, children's plays were produced there. And that's 
that was that background in that began in playwriting and uh, also had a um, adaptation that I wrote of a, a very uh, wonderful children's book called uh, Hundred Penny Box that uh, is written by Sharon Bell Mathis. And I did an adaptation of that that was produced up in New York City off Broadway. Wow. And so the author Sharon and I got to sit there and watch uh, her book come to life uh, on the stage, uh, which was just such a, a thrill really for both of us. And um, so that was the, the beginning of, of the playwriting. And that's how I started out as a as playwright. Uh, there's a very, I think, interesting story about um, sometimes the the enemy would uh, really like to keep us from um, certain divine appointments. I think certain things that he is calling us to, and uh, I didn't think I was a writer mm-hmm. because I had a professor uh, read a paper in front of my in front of uh, my college class, and she basically you know made fun of it and the class laughed and uh it was a very painful experience for me and I thought well I'm not a writer wow and the enemy does do that doesn't oh yes and for years it wasn't until uh later in my adulthood um that I was in this um this class or this organization and we were doing, I don't know if you ever heard of the Reading is Fundamental Riff program years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, well, why don't we do a play? And they said, well, how, how do we do that? And I said, well, we'll just write, a, I'll just write a little script and they'll, you know, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And, and it was, um, you know, very successful. And next year they said, Barbara, why don't you? Uh, write another one and I said oh you can do that you can write that and they said no we can't and I said oh yes you can you just write down what the actors say to each other what the characters say to each other you just write it you write it down they said no Barbara you don't understand we can't do that we Mm. don't have that that's a gift and I was like oh wow I thought if I can do it Anybody can do it. And I realized that God had given me that gift of dialogue, that gift of being able to put words into characters' mouths and create the characters. And I just thought everybody could do it. And, and it, you know, I began to realize that we each have such unique gifts that God has given us. And, and, um, so I, I was affirmed in that, and that's when I started writing the, uh, the children's plays that I wrote and, and wrote other things as a playwright wow. and uh, began to see that, uh, yes, God was using the gift that he had given me, and uh, the enemy had attempted to take it away. <laughs> that is an incredible story, Barbara. So, wow. And look what God has done with you. And the enemy does that. He tries to push us down and squash us. And what better way to use people, you know, your college professor. So everyone can yeah. laugh. I mean, wow. How cruel was that? 
Um, but, you know, we're all accountable to God in how we handle ourselves. And, mm -hmm. you know, teachers and professors and coaches, they all have a great responsibility. And that's to mentor their students and, mm -hmm. and to help them, not, not to make fun of them. So, but God knew his plans for you. So um, I'm just amazed at what you have done and what you continue to do. Uh, I want to ask you, um, what about your commitment to Christ? When did that begin for you? Uh, I, I grew up in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. um, my uh, grandfather, my great grandfather were, were pastors and my mother was a music minister of music. And so I grew up in the church and um, because I grew up in a church, in a, in a Christian family, I, I just thought I inherited Christianity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I just thought if anyone said, are you a Christian? I'd say, well, well, yes. You know, my parents are Christian. My, you know, I, mm -hmm. I'm a Christian. And it wasn't until I, uh, and I grew up in the church. I was in the church. And it wasn't until I really connected and heard the gospel. I'm sure I had heard the gospel. But it was the first time that it really connected with me that this was a personal savior. This was a savior that I needed to accept as my personal savior mm -hmm. and that he mm -hmm. died for me and that he uh, he had a plan for my life. And so um, I, I think that that was a. Uh, was such a turning point for me. And then there were, there have been other, other times where I realized uh, through God's just very personal provision and connection um, that he loved me personally, that he died for me. Uh, and, you know, I just, I want to encourage you know, those that are listening, that God is that personal Savior, that that Lord that leans down and listens to our prayers, that he collects our tears in a bottle, that he loves us beyond measure. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and that um, it, it was just that whole, it's been a, a walk of faith all the way all the way through of just, um, and it's, it's always a daily struggle for us. Absolutely. <laughs> <you know>? Yes. <laughs> uh, that uh, depending on him and uh, trusting in, in him. But uh, when we do, there's just this incredible peace yes. uh, that even in the midst of the storm, in the midst of, uh, heartbreak and uh, betrayals and whatever may be happening in our lives that God hears. He does. Barbara, we're going to have to take a quick break okay. right here. Okay. Um, so stay tuned for more Shape by Faith. We will be right back. 
Welcome back to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is an exciting guest. She has done a lot uh, from Houston, Texas, Barbara Sundstrom. She's a writer, producer for the feature film, Kentucky Infidel. She's She's a director, producer. Um, her movies have won several, several awards all over the world. And Barbara, I'm just so thankful that um, you are my guest today. You're an exciting guest and you, <laughs> you're a world traveler. And um, there's a difference between, and you were talking um, about this, between playwriting and screenwriting. So um, give us a difference. And when did you start um, writing screenplays? Okay, thank you so much for having me. This is just really a, a, a privilege, and I appreciate it so much. I, I've, um, I think just a, a short definition is that um, plays are, uh, are more dialogue-driven, mm-hmm. and uh, films are more action-driven. Okay. And so when you have a play, uh, you know, it all even though there may be different scenes within a play, it is still so much about the dialogue. And, uh, and certainly there's a lot of dialogue in, in filmmaking, but um, it, there is so much visual and the visual is so very important. And so when I was moving from, um, I didn't know I would be a screenwriter until I uh, discovered my great grandfather's autobiographies. He had two autobiographies. Uh, One was Confessions of a Kentucky Infidel, and the other was How I Got Faith. And when I read those as a playwright, I looked at those and I thought, this is not a play. This is a movie. Mm. And I thought, Mm -hmm. I need to tell this story. I want to tell this story. I think it's an important one. It's a story of redemption, a story of salvation. How do I do that? And I thought, well, now, how in the world do you write a screenplay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, I picked up a copy of the Star Wars screenplay. Did you really? I did. And I read it. And I <laughs> thought, oh, you just write down what they're doing and saying. <laughs> well, quite. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's, there's a whole lot more to that than just what they're doing and saying, although that is, you know, that is it. But uh, there's a whole lot to structuring a screenplay, a whole lot to uh, to writing visual. And so um, I began to uh, investigate how to how to learn to really be a screenwriter. And so I studied, um, I think that during your intro, you mentioned that I studied on UCLA online, which they have a whole professional writers uh, thing there. And that was wonderful. Uh, Had wonderful uh, working uh, professors, you know, professors in the industry and uh, learned so much. So that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Uh, well, it sounds like that. you just went for it, you know? I, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you brought up your great-grandfather's autobiography, let's, let's talk about your screenplay, Kentucky Infidel. Um, you know, I, I, you gave me material on that, and, and um, it's from the 1870s. I do yes. know that. And I know it's faith-based, and yes. I know it's a drama. So why don't you just start and and you just share with us 
um, about that, how you got started on that, and anything else you want to share about it? Well, I can kind of share just like a quick uh, sure. I, little paragraph about what it's, you know, what it is. Sure. It's, um, it's the heartwarming and gritty true life story of an 1870s future fire holiness preacher scourged and cursed by his father who searches through infidelity and alcohol to find his only hope and salvation in the simple prayers of his own young son. It's a story of life power packed with touching humor and gripping drama. Wow. And so like I said before, it was from two books that I had discovered and read his autobiographies about his life and just, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask, so you did not know this about your great-grandfather before picking that up and reading that? No, I had no idea. Okay. I was helping my aunt go through uh, her bookshelf. She was going to be moving to assisted living. And I said, Aunt Dot, what are these books? And she said, those are your great-grandfather's autobiographies. And I said, can I have them? Mm -hmm. And she said, absolutely. And when I read them, the impact of the story on my life and also the impact that I thought it would have on those that see it, mm -hmm. the, the main things were that we're never too far away from God's love. I mean, when, she, when he was in alcoholism, he had a daughter out of, out of wedlock. Um, he was the farthest away from what you would think say would ever be used by God, you know? Right. And then secondly, we're never too lost. No, right. we're never too far away from that, you know, never too lost that God can't redeem us. And that there was God's redemptive plan. And I thought about my life because Willis became a Christian and he started preaching and my grandfather started preaching with him at age 11. And then that filtered down through my, to me in my life and the faith legacy. And I thought if someone watching this can start not only faith in their own life, but a legacy of faith through their children and their grandchildren in the future, what a difference that made. So, um, I just thought the story was so important, you know. It is. And gosh, and, and the impact that your grandfather also had um, on his lineage and down the line in, and how your great-grandfather, um, like you said, I mean, he, he God redeemed him. And right. look at the impact on your family alone and what happens when God does redeem us. It changes everything. And because we impact everyone around us, especially our family, whether we want to realize that or not, you know, we do. Um, Barbara, we need to take a really quick break here. And when, when we come back, I want to hear more about your screenplay. Okay. So okay. Um, everyone stay tuned for more Shape by Faith. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, and my guest today is Barbara Sundstrom. She's writer-producer for the feature film, Kentucky Infidel, which we were just talking about. And as we were talking, Barbara, 
um, off air, you said that that was actually your very first screenplay. Is that correct? Yes, it was. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Wow. So there was a lot of time in between the time you wrote it and now. So what happened in between? Yes. Well, I wrote uh, several screenplays uh, after that. Um, You know, you in your intro, you had talked about the different awards that they those had received. And um, so I continued to uh, to do screenwriting and then felt the Lord's call to start uh, Crosswind Productions, the teen film ministry. And um, and I put this very carefully, this screenplay on the shelf and said, Lord, I trust you that in your perfect timing that this will come come to fruition, that um, that this story is going to be told, and I'm trusting you for that, and uh, really felt called to the, the film ministry, and uh, worked with the teenagers. I love teen or teenagers, teaching them filmmaking, and we made 10, uh, 10 films um, that um, they weren't... Um, they weren't student films. I, I always worked with uh, professionals who would mentor the teens, but the okay. teens were part of the crew and part of the cast. Uh, and so they learned in hands-on uh, under the direction of professionals. Where uh, were you so- when I was in high school? <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. Uh, do oh you know one of, one of our teens is starring in Hamilton out in L.A.? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's so exciting. Just uh, as you know, that we had back when he was 14. uh, So anyway, uh, it's kind of a side story, but uh, just to watch these teens that uh, we we mentored through the years, not only in filmmaking, but in in spiritual that you can be a Christian and be in this industry. Yes, um, wow. and so that was important. But what I what I realized, uh, you know, I passed the baton on to Crosswind from on Crosswind Productions to uh, Nathan Blair, who is a wonderful um, mentor, teacher, filmmaker, and uh, felt like it was time uh, to pass the baton because God was calling me uh, to Kentucky and Fidel, mm-hmm. and I realized much God was was um, equipping me that I would not have been ready uh, at that time when I wrote it to actually uh, be in a position to be able to uh, produce it. So I, I just realized God's God's timing and that so so often God needs to to equip us. you know he says who he calls he equips. Yes. But that doesn't always happen overnight while we sleep. <laughs> it happens when he takes us down and continues to use us. It doesn't mean that we're not being used during that time. It's that it's a stepping stone um, uh, using us in this area uh, and then goes on to use us. And so that has been God's preparation, God's use, God's um plan all along and um so he has to train us up doesn't he he does have to train us up (laughs) and strengthen our faith that's right because for each one of these films god's provision was just so amazing 
And so when I approach this project that is can be overwhelming in its size and um, it's he he had taught me that it's he's the one that provides he's the one that equips that's right uh, and i i can only do it through his power his provision his protection uh mm-hmm. and those that he sends me you know so what what are the next steps, Barbara, for the Kentucky Infidel? You said it's in development, but what what does that mean exactly? What's next? De- well, development means uh, basically um, finding the funding. Okay. Okay. And uh, and getting it ready, making sure your script is ready, uh, beginning to collect your team, you know, get your team who is really drawn to this project. Mm -hmm. And I have uh, two producers, uh, Chris Rogers and Paul Sermons, who are just amazing Christian filmmakers. Um, And they have come alongside. And so you begin to uh, put the team together. When you go into pre-production, that's when you start breaking down your script. You start looking at uh, who you're going to need in the way of, uh, you know, production crew, uh, looking for actors, looking for, you know, beginning to put it together. Right. And so we're in that, you know, raising funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we really need God's provision uh, for that. Uh, God to draw those people who he has gifted uh, financially to, to come alongside. I believe he will do that. He's brought you this far. (laughs) Yes, he has. And so that trust level, you know, and I needed, he needed to build my faith. He needed to build my skills. Mm -hmm. Uh, He needed to, to let me know I could trust him. Well, and and he certainly is doing that. And I wish we had more time, Barbara, but our (laughs) time is over. Where can people find you? Where can they find you? Uh, Actually, they could go to uh, Kentucky Infidel, the movie mm-hmm. dot com. Okay. Kentucky Infidel, the movie dot com. Okay. Well, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on Shape by Faith. And I want to hear oh. more as it, as it progresses, what's, what's happening with Kentucky Infidel. But thank you so much, Barbara, for coming on. Oh, thank you. And this thank has been you. such a privilege. I well, appreciate it. <laughs> absolutely. And thank you for listening. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more.